Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. I can't believe that it's very likely that the Bears are going to beat the Vikings. What world do we live in? Hello? Is this Upside Down world? This is the Upside Down. Uh, this is We Were Gamers. Hello, uh, Michael. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, JJ? Doing all right, man. Uh, it's episode 381 um, for folks out there keeping track of such things. Uh no Andy today he's uh, out on assignment we'll uh we wish him the best and uh yeah man it, are, are both of these teams just horrible is that what's happening on this Monday night football game I think uh, that might be it I don't know Min- Minnesota lately had been playing like they were better than this but you know that's a this is a divisional game yeah so every time I At this the is a, right I was going to say this is a a tried and true rule for some reason, which I don't understand, but teams that go buck wild and score like 48 points or whatever, always do it against teams not in their division. You would think, you would think if you could score 48 points on some random team that you would then be able to do that against a team that you know and play more often. But for whatever reason, anytime it's a divisional game, the scores just like get cut in half. People are like, oh, this this will be a high-scoring game between these two, you know, gunslinging offenses, 17 to 10 <laughs> every yep. time. Yeah, I thought, uh, so <laughs> I've uh, had the injury bug hitting my fantasy quarterbacks, and then uh, one of my starting quarterbacks had a bad week this week. So I thought nothing was going to be worse than the 9.8 points that I got out of Tua. Oof. Dobbs said, hold my beer. Oh, is this a two quarterback situation? No, this is my so my other team. Oh, I gotcha. Dobbs did... got all of eight and a half points tonight. Oof. He had a lot of picks, I guess. Yep. Uh, how did how did Tua end up with such low points? Tyreek Hill has like twenty one points and like a hundred plus yards and a touchdown. Yeah, so the two interceptions really hurt. Oh, mm, rough. So yeah. it, it basically offset the passing touchdown, and then he didn't have enough passing yards to really make up a lot of points. Uh, once again, uh, I want to point out that in my league here, uh, uh, the head-to-head league, I'm still in the guillotine league, so that's that's going well. Oh, uh, great. But in the other league, uh, I am once again the lowest, uh, no, I'm the second lowest scoring team this week, uh, but I am playing the highest scoring team for two weeks in a row. And they have, uh, let's see, 60 more points than me. So it's a lot. Um, Oof. I'm at, I'm around, you know, the average is around 100. I'm a little under 100. Um, but, you know, bad week. Like my, one of my wide receivers went out in the first quarter with a foot injury. You know, Laporta showed up, but like my kicker didn't. You know, my defense did well, but, you know, can't come back from somebody that's giving you a one, right? Yeah, you just you're not gonna rebound from that. And then he had uh Kyron Williams and Josh Allen, both of whom almost got forty points each. So you uh, know was, Yeah. All right yep. RIP that uh league. I'm I'm firmly in like the second to third to last place in that league. There's no chance for me. But my uh my team in the guillotine is quite good. So if um the if Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen continue to throw to each other <laughs> <laughs> kind of kind of an unfair handcuff to have but you'll take it hey 
14 receptions this week. Who cares what the yards are? Not important. <laughs> That's enough points almost by itself, you know? Not me. Yeah. Um, but we don't only talk about football on this um, this podcast, though. You know, oh, late. That's kind of been what we've been up to. Uh, yeah, let's, take a, let's take a little turn here. Uh, let's talk about some some news out there uh, in the world. Yeah, I know, things are happening. I know we keep talking about video games and like, you know, how there's been a lot of bad stuff going on in the industry recently. Uh, would it shock you to learn more companies laid people off, Michael? It would be whatever the opposite of shocking is to me at this point. Yeah. It seems like every other week there is just another company laying off more employees in the games industry. Yeah. This is really sad stuff. And, uh, you know, to, to put the, the cherry on top as the, the tie into this podcast, uh, I know uh, Andy's not here, but you know there was been talk about they've been working on a Knights of the Old Republic remake. Yes, or remaster or whatever. Not clear exactly what that was. Um, huh. Interestingly, all the marketing material from that has kind of just disappeared from the internet. Uh oh. And uh, the supposedly you know people that know things and you know people who have actual inside information, unlike us, are saying that the company that was working on that has no people assigned to that project currently so, yeah uh, i did uh, i did sign. see that news come out and uh nothing good can come of this yeah so uh looks like that may not be happening which is sad because that game is is a classic and deserved uh some love you know yeah to be revitalized a bit for a modern audience yeah, or at least put out in a way that makes it easy to play and, you know, good good fresh coat of paint. Um, but sadly, it uh, seems that was not to be. Yep. Uh, if you want to talk about uh, games coming out, though, I did see the news that a, a near and dear game to my heart is coming to the Nintendo Switch Plus subscription for oh. in the N64 Virtual Console. Did you ever play Jet Force Gemini? You know, that's one of those games that like tons of people have told me, you know, it's like, oh, I loved this game, but it was never one that I had. I never owned an N64, so okay. it was always like playing it, you know, at friends' houses or whatever when I was younger. And, it, you know, we'd be playing GoldenEye or, you know, Mario or something like that and never, never touched that one. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's kind of a cult classic. Like everyone that I know who who played it actually loved the game, but not a ton of people played it. It's like a skating game. No, it's a uh, it's a shooter. Hmm. Okay. It's a little bit. Honestly, it's a little bit like Halo. Oh, you know, I was thinking of Jet Set Radio. That's not at all uh, the same okay. thing. Those are very different. no, no, very different games. Uh, I haven't played no. this one either, though. Yeah, you're taking on a, uh, a an an army of uh, like human sized uh, ants. Oh, crazy! I'm looking at pictures of this uh, on the internet here. Uh, I've never seen this before in my entire life. Yeah, so you play. You can play as all three characters. There's the boy, the girl, and their dog. Um, Love a playable dog. Yes, the dog was great. He had a uh, he had jetpack boots. And he had his uh, his weaponry mounted to the the back of his backpack. Cool. 
Um, but yeah, you, you basically had missions set up that you were, I think you started out as the, the boy and you had to find and slash rescue your two companions after they had gotten lost and captured. Uh, and then you had to run through these missions, um, and you could only explore. It was, it was a cool setup because you could explore each one of the levels differently as each of the characters. So the, the dog had the jet pack so he could hover. One of the characters had a, like a grappling hook. So you could hook yourself up to higher platforms. And then I think there were character specific doors too. So each time you went through a level, you it was would, like Metroidvania uh, style. No, no, it was, uh, it was more of, um, well, I guess you could say it was more of like a Metroid prime style, right? It wasn't, it wasn't 2d. It was the kind of open environment within each level. But still levels, so, you know... Once still got... levels. Okay. Yeah, so you're going from level to level. Um, and then there was a, there's a whole host of different kinds of weapons, but each character discovers the weapons in a different order. So hmm. one character might find... One character might find grenades and shurikens, while another one picks up a triple rocket launcher. And they all eventually find all the same weapons, but they're in, in different places because of what they have access to. That's interesting. I feel like that's like a speed run optimization problem, right? That like some person has probably solved these days. Oh, I'm sure. And I bet I bet you could find uh you could find a fun speed run of it. Very cool. And this is coming to the like Nintendo Switch online bonus payment situation. Yeah, whichever whichever one gets you access to the N sixty four console. I think that's the the bonus the bonus tier cool this was a game you played a lot as a kid or Noah? yes yeah i own this one and, and played through it a bunch of times very cool man i bet this game looks weird <laughs> Not it's, oh, it's, it's absolutely it's super janky it's super janky in the way that only a nintendo 64 game could be but i mean it was know, a lot people, of fun still people love dk64 that game's like objectively oh, bad yeah. right yeah, like, i mean that that game is meme level yeah so uh, very cool, dude. I, I love that they're putting cool and interesting stuff on this thing. I saw that they've put up, um, a bunch of the old Mario N64 Mario Party games. Yeah, I think I had seen that too. And you can play them online. So you can have like, you know, internet friends join and play those old horrible Mario Party games. Hey, some of those old ones are great. I... Legit agree. I know personally I have played the most of Mario Party 2 and 3. I don't know if I've ever even played Mario Party 1. Uh, but Mario Party 2 and 3 I've played a bunch of uh, with friends. And, you know, all the way up through high school and college as drinking games and stuff. We had played a lot of those games. Uh, so it's cool that they're still putting, you know, letting people get back to those, you know. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, I don't have... A good transition here but uh you know there is okay michael uh you know we've been uh out for a bit i know you know the holidays have come and gone uh did you guys watch any tv or get up to anything you know outside of gaming wise um you know we have been watching um highly enjoyable and i know speaking of things that everyone raves about we've been watching yellowstone Oh, so funny. You should talk with my wife. She has also been watching it. Yeah, they moved it from, uh, I guess it was on Paramount Plus, and they moved it to CBS. 
Uh, and so they're, they started at the beginning re-airing episodes, so we've just been DVRing them as they air rather than by a subscription. Cool. Yeah. I think uh, that got my wife started on it, and then she went to our Paramount login and started <laughs> binging them because she uh, wanted to yes. go wanted to yeah, go faster. Yeah, it's definitely one of those shows that, that gets its claws in you, and you finish an episode, and you, you want to watch the next one right away. Yeah. Have you guys been keeping up on any of the Disney stuff or any of the other... Um... Like the Amazon shows that have come out recently? No, we are unfortunately behind on most of our stuff. No worries. Uh, something I do know that you know a little bit about, though. Uh, have you seen some of the announcements of some of the new shows that they're making? Uh, on Amazon, you mean? Uh, wherever. I know there's... Uh, I, I do know there's been a... What was the... Um, God, just completely spaced. Who has the rights to this new Zelda thing? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't remember if I saw who who has the actual rights to it. You're talking about the the new live action Zelda that got announced. Yeah. So who Nintendo announced this though, right? Yes. Yeah. Nintendo announced that it would be coming out. Um, I thought it was going to be a film though. Oh. I think it is. A movie? I thought I thought it was a show. No. So the announcement they made is that it's going to be a live action film. Oh my god! This changes everything. What I thought about this. Yeah, and it's being directed by um, uh, what's his name? Wes Ball, who uh, did the Maze Runner movies, and I think did the Planet of the Apes movie that's about to come out. Okay. And then Miyamoto is going to be a producer on it. Is this just like a chance for him to get his, uh, he just wants to get a producer's credit on stuff, you know? Maybe. Although I think he, uh, didn't he already get a producer's credit for the new Mario movie? I think I he was a producer on that. Oh, maybe you're right. I don't know. I guess I don't know what the Japanese version of like the director's guild or whatever is, right? producers guild oh, yeah. there must be a producers guild hollywood has guilds for everything um yeah. interesting okay so the thing that caught my eye about this zelda uh announcement was i thought i saw that the one of the producers was a guy who has made a bunch of stuff recently but is this that director that you're talking about the uh it might Maze be. runner yeah that might be who you're thinking of um oh you know who you might be thinking of there is another producer attached to it and it's uh avi arad okay. who did uh into the spider-verse this is the guy i was thinking that's of. who that's who you're thinking of yep yeah interesting i i don't know what to think about this oh by the way avi arad's other work um that's uh yeah, I don't know into the, into the Spider Verse isn't listed on this uh but uh such wonderful movies as Morbius ooh uh, it's Morbin time uh the Uncharted movie okay Venom that Venom movie was not that bad yeah uh Ghost in the Shell okay uh the Amazing Spider Man from 2012 the All original right, yep. the original Iron Man okay. Some of the older Spider-Man movies. Like Tobey Maguire? Yeah, Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man 2, 
So he has a long history of comic book stuff. One of the horrible Fantastic Four movies. He he has a long history of like comic booky type movies. Not I would say all of them hyper successful though. <laughs> um, okay. And I mean the like I think the important thing to ask here is like, are you over the fact that that Link is going to have to talk in this? Uh, it's going to be an interesting. Uh, it's going to be an interesting change. Although I would have a lot of respect for them if they managed to make a movie where he didn't talk at all. Bro, there's no way they're making some kind of like art house, like <laughs> semi-silent movie or something. Like that gives too much credit to these people. Oh, I was thinking more like Mr. Bean, but sure, if you want to oh, go the okay. art house. Yeah, right. sure. Okay. Like, maybe that's more. <laughs> they just play it for <laughs>, laughs constantly where, like, all the sidekicks are talking. They're like, right, Link? And, like, Link just, like, looks at them silently. <laughs> right, like, every and time like, he yeah. tries to say something, every time he tries to actually say something, someone cuts in or they something just, happens. Right, they just cut him off or something else happens, yeah. Uh, maybe that's more likely, um, you know, like, Link being the side character for everyone else being the main character. Um, I think the better question is like, which Zelda story are they telling? You know? Yeah. Do they try and, do they try and tell one of the game stories or do they actually make their own for, for the movie? You know, it sure seems to me like it would be smart for them to make their own, but hard to know. Right. Yeah. It feels like you would face less backlash that way. I mean, you know, come up with a new story keep the elements that people know, you know, have him find the sword, have him looking for Triforces, doing the, you know, that kind of stuff. But you don't have to follow the plot of, like, Link to the Past or Ocarina or whatever. Right, yeah. Although I imagine, since you're probably going to want to cast someone that people know as Zelda herself, you probably want to do something like Ocarina, where the actress gets to show up and do something. Yes, rather than just being the the MacGuffin that you're chasing the whole time. Which one is um, which one of the handheld ones is the one where she's a pirate? Is that Spirit? Oh. No, Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks. Maybe Phantom Hourglass. Uh, I mean, of course, Spirit, you could do Spirit Tracks is the one that's on. Uh... Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, there's also um. Wind Waker, right? Well, she's not in yep. that too much. I don't know. Anyway, interesting thought, right? I was like a constantly having to remember that, like, you can't possibly do a thing <laughs> with a silent main character, <laughs> which I guess, you know, you don't have to have him be the main character, right? If you do the Mr. Bean route. I feel like that's also giving them too much credit, though. They're going to want to have that guy be the main character, and that means it's just, he's just going to talk, just like Mario talks as Chris Pratt, right? Right, yeah. You're going to you're gonna want to cast a somebody in the role, and if you're casting a somebody in the role, you're going to want them to talk because people They're, show up to see them. Right, exactly. Get uh, someone annoying to be Navi. <laughs> yeah, if you include them in the story. Sure. I don't know. I... Okay, when I originally heard this a while ago and I didn't think any more about it, I was like, oh, they're making a TV show of this. This seems like... Some... Oh, uh, I guess we didn't say that it's live action. Did we say that? I thought we did. Maybe okay. we didn't. It's live action. That makes a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, so this is like, you know, maybe CG backgrounds or, you know, all that kind of stuff that they do in Marvel movies these days, but you're not getting, you know, you're getting real people in there. Um, which I think is a interesting choice for sure. I don't know, I, but like, I thought it was a TV series and I was like, oh, okay, they're going to do a rings of power or something and, you know, make like a fantasies TV show and stuff will happen and then it won't. And then there'll be a, you know, 10 episodes or whatever. Okay. Um, but hearing that it's a movie now is kind of wild. Way harder to tell a movie in that like period of time. So you really have to get the plot moving, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's not a, you can't follow as much of the, the traditional Zelda format in a, you know, two hour movie. Right. You have to, you know, less time to like go find MacGuffins or whatever. You sort of have to have to be getting the action along and, and doing stuff, but also less time to you know, do world building and that kind of stuff. So interesting. I'm very curious that you say, you know, that, Hey, you know, Nintendo recently, that Mario movie was really well liked. So I'm very curious to see what they'll, they'll get up to here. Never know. They might surprise us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a holiday recently, Michael, and mm-hmm. a specific holiday for us here in the United States uh, of Thanksgiving, where all people do generally is eat a lot. Uh, yep, we, we did plenty of that. We had an interesting uh, experience with our Thanksgiving this year. Uh, we were out in the desert, uh, Palm Springs area. Okay. And, you know, there's only a few of us, but we wanted to order a big turkey so that we could have leftovers because leftovers are one of the That's great. most of the point, right? One of the, one of the great parts of Thanksgiving. Um, the supermarket like that we ordered from had lost our order and stuff was a giant nightmare. And anyway, uh-huh. we, we got a, uh, still a big Turkey, but smaller than we ordered, which actually turned out to be fine because there were still tons of leftovers. Um, have you ever heard of a Turkey crown? Turkey crown. Yeah. I feel like I've seen one. This is a new term I was introduced to as a part of this. So, what we had asked for was two turkey breasts bone in. Okay. This seems like something that could be accomplished multiple ways, but they didn't have to be like one top half of the turkey, right? It could just be sure. two individual breasts, you know, just not removed from the bone, you know, cut it in half or whatever. Um, right. But that's... I don't know. I don't know what happened, but that's not what we got. What we got was a turkey crown, which is the turkey take off the legs and chop off the bottom. Give hmm. us the rest. <laughs> off the bottom. Okay. So does it still have the the wings on it or no? No, those are gone too. Okay. So all all the wings wings and arms are gone. Kind of you have the 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 big breast meat. You have the sides and the like weird, you know, front and back ends, but mm-hmm. nothing underneath. It's just like, it's like an arch under there. So like no cavity, right? Huh. Okay. I had never seen this before in my life, but when we were trying to Google like cooking directions for like how long you should cook something like this, cause it's, you know, it's, it's weird now. It's not like the same as you normally would do it. Right. No... No hits for, like, two bone-in turkey breasts or anything like that. As soon as I googled turkey crown, like, 10 million hits. So this must be something that people order sometimes. I've never in my life seen it before, but it must be something. 
Yeah, he's that's like a cooking show weird. thing or something. I don't know. And it's like we've because I've just been cooking for for mostly the two of us the last several years when I've done Thanksgiving dinner. We've just done a turkey breast, but it's still yeah. it still has one breast the, is you know, plenty. The cavity and stuff. Yeah. I mean, one breast is a lot of food anyway, though, right? Yeah, it's still like the one we got this year was still like nine pounds. Right. So, you know, we got like, you know, the crown we got was from a smaller turkey, but it was still maybe like 10 pounds or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for four people, which is what we were cooking for this year, was a lot of food. <laughs> like, we had a lot of leftovers, which is great. You know, I mean, look, not complaining. Um. You know, you got to butter up the whole thing and get the butter under the skin and do all the whole, you know, rubbing oh, yeah. it down and all that. It's all, um, all good. But it was a real, uh, <laughs> real fun time uh, trying to figure out like how the heck do like what kind of cooking times do we need on this thing? The person at the meat counter at the market was like, oh, just like you know, three fifty for an hour and a half, whatever. It's fine. And we're like, hour and a half. That can't be right. <laughs> this is, you know, like hey, folks out there, uh, you know, a turkey, yeah, it's like 10 pounds plus. Eat, eat, that's a small turkey even, right? Get big ones that can be like, you know, 14, 15, 20 pounds, whatever. You're not cooking it for an hour and a half. <laughs> I don't care what temperature your oven is unless it's like 700 degrees. Yeah, no, a full size, a full size, I think they quote that something like 20 minutes a pound. Yeah, so that's the the metric I was aware of, right? 20 minutes a pound, 10 pounds, that leaves us something like three and a half, three hours, something like that, right? Yep. So, okay, so we're like, immediately, hour and a half is wrong. That's what the person at the meat counter told us. We're just discounting everything this person says now. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so, you know, my wife got the idea, is like, oh, we should text the Butterball hotline. <laughs> Hey, that's what it's there for. That's what it's there for. Like, oh, okay, great idea. And you know, she sends the message, and it's like, don't hear from them for a while. And we're meanwhile we're googling and you know trying to find other things. And then they, she gets a text back like a, an hour later, like, you know, your message has been received. Someone will reply to you shortly. We're like, oh, okay, great. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> Then at some point during the day, we figure out, like, turkey crown and then instantly find, like, a million things that, like, verify, okay, this is what we have and what we should do. And, you know, right. I think, the, you know, a little under three hours is probably what we need. And, the, you know, we went with that. And it turned out great. No problems. Uh, the hardest part was basting it because we didn't have a bag. Uh, by the way, folks, cooking the, the oven bags, they work real good. Um, highly recommend uh, if you're getting a full-size bird. Uh, yep. to, to do that but we didn't have that so we had but we had a pan uh we just didn't have the the baster uh, so we were oh that's gonna make it harder we had to pull the pull the pan out someone get oven mitts and like tilt it to the side and like grab the juices with a spoon <laughs> like mm -hmm. ladle them over uh we made it work though it, it went really well it went really well the turkey turned out great not dry at all we knew what we were doing butter right yes uh yeah so it, it turned out great but you know then the next morning, right? We all eat the turkey. Everything was great. We had dessert, all the sides. Everything was wonderful. And the next morning <laughs> at like 9 a.m., she gets a text and is like, we're so sorry. There were so many like responses. <laughs> we couldn't get to everybody. Uh, here is your answer. <laughs> you know, it's like two and a half hours or whatever, which is like pretty close to what we ended up doing. Yep. Uh, and it was like, 
<laughs> him i told you know we were saying you should text him back and be like oh thanks we could start cooking now we waited a day <laughs> um you know it's like very funny that you know they their hotline got overwhelmed by you know whatever the need was or whatever yeah i, I do appreciate that they kept responding to people though and didn't just shut it down i mean when it passed like you know it, we knew we had to get started, you know, around like two or something in order sure, to eat yeah. at an appropriate time or you know, maybe we started around three. Anyway, we ate at like the time we wanted to eat at. So there was no issue. But like if we had been waiting, <laughs> like we'd have to wait until 9 a.m. the next day. <laughs> and like imagine if you have a big turkey and they're like, oh, it needs like six hours or whatever. You're like, OK, guess I better put it in right now at 9 a.m. Folks, everyone's been sitting here for two whole days. We're going to six <laughs> hours. Half a day more. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very funny like thought. Because like, at that point, you just assume like your stuff got lost or whatever. They're not they're not going to do anything. So right. Um, very funny. Uh, do you have any food related discussions uh, from this holiday, Michael? Yeah. So my uh, the food thing that I wanted to talk about was actually from the week before. Oh, so okay. my, yeah. uh, my sister just recently moved back to Austin with her husband. Uh, and so we all did, my family did a pre Thanksgiving gathering in Austin. Oh, very um, cool. It, it was just, it was way easier for everybody to travel the weekend before and be done with the traveling before the craziness of Thanksgiving. So you say uh, move back to Austin. Was she there before and left or? Was yes, this... they were. They were there before and then moved to Lubbock for several years and have just recently moved back. Gotcha. Uh, so, of course, being in Texas, you can't make a trip without stopping for barbecue. Okay. Of course. And so they took us to a spot. I will shout them out because they were fantastic called Micklethwaite Smoked Meats. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My Mickle brain just Thwaite. couldn't process. <laughs> yes. Weren't, weren't, you weren't ready for that. Nope. Um, Micklethwaite smoked meats. Huh, and they okay. are basically just a, um, they're like a permanent, a, a permanent trailer um, with their own little part, with the parking lot that they share with a, um, a little beer garden. So the beer garden's up in the front and then the trailer that's just turning out barbecue is in the back. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, and they have, so they have all the, you know, the standard, um, the standard Texas offerings, the brisket, the beef rib, um, they've got the sausage, they've got ribs, they've got pulled pork, but they had one thing on the menu that we had to try because it, A, sounded delicious and B, I don't think I have ever seen on a barbecue menu before. They had barbecued pulled lamb. Whoa. And it was it was amazing. It was one of the best things that we got. Pulled lamb. Yeah, not and not a preparation that that I've ever heard of for lamb before. Interesting, and it was good. Obviously, oh, it was fantastic. Hmm. What well, kind of like? Well, I guess you can't ask for the seat the secret sauce. Of course, they're not going to tell you. Yeah, but I was like, what kind of seasoning do you put on that? You know. But it was very um, the. The rub that they used on it, I guess, was very herbaceous. So it had like an herb blend. Okay. Well, it. I mean, that's what you want, right? Like rosemary and that kind of stuff on a, on a lamb. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. I've never, I don't know if I've even ever had pulled lamb, period, let alone, you know, barbecued. 
Yeah, yeah. You usually see lamb as chops or roasted or like right. cooked into something. Yeah, eat as a dish, but you know, I'm familiar with it. Like you know, the kind that they stack up and then cook into like shawarma or a, you know a falafels or something like that. Yep. Then there's the you know like lamb chops or like the little lamb um, like lollipop things. Yep. Or rack of lamb if you rack. want to get fancy. Yeah, totally right. But I've never seen pulled that's so interesting i wonder what anyway i mean interesting i gotta find somewhere that does this yeah sounds good so i'm uh i might look up a recipe and see if i can recreate something close yeah where would you even buy it i guess the mexican meat market yeah like i don't even us. know I'm, I'm wondering what like what cut you would use right because you don't want to get the like the chops or the the rack that's not going to be the thing you're no, which you know you probably could do you could probably get lamb shanks and then just like slow roast them on the bone yeah then they'll just fall off and you separate them yep and then you just pull it yeah interesting or maybe you just go to a butcher and be like hey give me like you know a i'm sure the the barbecue place that makes a ton of it is like just give me a side but it's not really useful for you yeah i guess yeah yeah maybe lamb shanks would do it i guess yep or whatever the lamb equivalent of a pork shoulder is. Right. Yeah, I was going to say exactly like it, lamb, lamb shoulder. shoulder. Is, is that a thing? I don't know. I've never seen it, you, but it again, must be. Again, that might that might be one that you have to go to the butcher and ask for. Yeah, if you have like a really good meat market near you, I'm sure someone could get you that if you asked. Yeah, we've got a couple around here. Very cool, man. Very cool. What were the rest of the the stuff on the menu that you had? Um. So let's see. We had a uh, a spicy sausage. Um, we got some of the brisket, uh, we tried the ribs and we tried, what else did we try? I feel like we tried all five. They had, we didn't get the beef rib, but I think we tried everything else. And I know I'm missing something here. My wife would be disappointed in you. Uh, we got the pulled pork. Okay. And then, uh, as sides, they had a, um, uh cabbage slaw with like a mustard vinaigrette dressing and then mac and cheese and baked beans classics and um jalapeno cheddar uh cheese grits Ooh, ooh, that sounds pretty good too man all and good then, good classic stuff oh yeah every everything was you know everybody was was as good or better than the last nice my wife would be disappointed you didn't get the beef rib she's a big beef rib lover yeah, it was. It was just. It was too much. You can't. Right? You can't get everything. Can't get it's it just all. not possible. Yeah, I hear you. Very cool, man. That sounds like it was a good time, and the family is doing well. Everything. Everyone had a good time. Yeah, it was a good trip. You know, just to kind of spend some chill time with family. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, our trip was very similarly chill. We had one night where we were planning to go out, and then it was like, as we started getting closer, we we're like, "What if we just don't? And we just like cook here and." Just get some steaks and make them ourselves. I'm like, yeah, that sounds better. Let's just do that. And they were right. It was better. <laughs> yeah. Low key. Yeah, man. Very good, relaxing weekend. Uh, I didn't do too much uh, in the way of actually playing games. Uh, I play a lot of Magic, which, uh, you know, we don't need to talk about on this podcast. Y'all heard, <laughs> heard me talk about it a lot um, in the past. So did a bunch of that. Uh, after I came back, I played some more Baldur's Gate. I have a lot of interesting stories from there, but I don't want to like spoil you guys. If you're, I guess, 
probably not ever playing it, but it would be, uh, I'd want Andy here to, to hear the stories of that thing. So yeah, he should be here for that one. Uh, in terms of games though, um, I did get up to a little something, a little retro. Um, I got my emulation station on my PC working and I played a little bit of Suikoden. Ah, yep been uh itching to get back to those games i know the remaster of one and two is supposed to be coming out um yes, so i played through I the to... go ahead bookmarks yeah me too uh for whenever that drops eventually um so i played through you know the opening few hours of of one got the like crt filters working right so it looks like the old tv i remember and yeah that's what you want <laughs> all that stuff so that was good uh what about you did you get up to any gaming this like a uh, week or so yeah, so I think my uh, I think my hands have finally uncramped from playing a little bit of uh, Super Mario Wonder. Oh no! <laughs> so you know I've I've talked in the last couple of weeks about how all the levels so far at least have been kind of unique and different from one another. Mm-hmm. So there was a uh, there was a badge challenge level um, where you are. Or it wasn't a bad challenge level. I think it was a regular level. Um, there are they introduce uh, music, music timed blocks, and so you have the level starts with a counter counting down, and there it's one of the only levels that that I've played through so far that actually has a, a timer counting down, hmm. and so you get the music starts and you get four beats, and then you see the dotted outline of blocks on the screen fill itself in in time with the uh the music's in four four in time with every downbeat right so every four beats um and then you get to the next downbeat and the next platform worth of blocks fills in and then i think you get up to three platforms and then on the fourth the first platform disappears and so is it they're they're adding a new one and then taking the la- the farthest one away. Taking the farthest one away, yes. And, and are you so, jumping like? La- I mean, this game is two D, but are you going up or like right to left? So the first level, you were going a little bit of both, a little bit of right to left, a little bit of up. And so you basically you were you were having to time your movement and your jumps so that you would land on a platform while it was there so you couldn't get going too fast or you'd get ahead of the music but if you were too slow the platforms disappearing would catch up with you now see now this is giving me anxiety because i am i can do some music i could keep a time but i'm not any like i don't play instruments i'm not musically inclined in that way mm-hmm. and this is giving me anxiety <laughs> like yeah, badly so the beat, i'll say that the beat in it is like very exaggerated so I think it would be like even if you're not musically inclined, I think it would be not too much of a challenge to get into the rhythm of it. So they kind of make it clear when the things are going to happen. It's not yeah. just like the normal music, and you're expected to know when the beats are. It's like no. exaggerated. So so yeah, it's ve- it's very exaggerated. Like a heavy downbeat, and then three more beats, and then another heavy downbeat. And it also helps that all the platforms are in like six or seven colors. And the order of the colors stays consistent throughout the whole level. 
So it'll be red platform, then orange platform, then green platform, then yellow platform, then blue, then purple, and then the color cycle starts over. Okay. That's so good. you always know once you once you get used to the color pattern, you know which platform is coming next. So you can at least if you keep up, you can at least know, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be going. So it does a good job of like leading you through the level by the color pattern. Okay. So the the first level where they introduce it is a lot of fun. And then I got to the special world level. Uh-oh. So the special world, I don't know if you if you have found it yet, JJ. The the levels are all five-star difficulty. Mm. And so in this one, you are mostly just climbing up. And it's a lot of the it's a lot of side jumps off of blocks and a lot of the blocks are only well a lot of the platforms are only one block wide or or two blocks wide so you have to hit them exactly push into them and jump off um and then to make to make matters more complicated the music speeds up as the level goes on mm. and yeah, you're being this chased, is gonna be big anxiety you're being chased up the screen by a rising tide of poison water Oh no 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 bad 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 bad. Yep. And then half the half the jumps that you have to make are you have to land and then turn around and jump back in the direction that you came from. So you can't even always use your momentum to just keep carrying you forward. Oh dude, this sucks. I will say that the platforms are perfectly spaced out though for you to make a jump, stop and without actually having to turn around and make a uh, take a step, you can just make the jump back in the other direction. So someone very carefully plotted this out. Yeah, they had it, you know, exactly all to the beats, exactly enough time to do yeah. X and Y. But like two or three times, I got to the very last jump inside of, of solid ground again and just shorted the jump or dropped an input. The worst. Just... Just brutal. I've been uh, watching a little bit of Twitch these days uh, in the the time off, and I don't know if you ever have watched any of the like speedrunners or like people doing ROM hacks of Mario. I have, yeah. There's some uh, some wild stuff. Uh, apparently, a recent Mario ROM hack came out called Grand Pooh World Three. I don't know. I don't know how the names come around. I think that's a streamer, and this is a ROM hack for him or something. It is, and I've watched. I watched the previous one. Okay, so I watched two. Yeah, I've seen speedruns of some of the other ones. Yeah, and looking at some of the levels and some of the tricks they put in this thing, it is completely bonkers. Like I don't know, like, it, it's none of it is to the level that you're talking about, where they're talking. You know, it's like exactly on beats and and musically related anyway. But there mm -hmm. definitely is a lot of like really tough, like very difficult jumping and spinning and being able to throw shells at the right time and yeah, oh, sh like shell climbing up a wall yeah not as much of the shell jump stuff um which i've definitely seen like some hacks are like all about jumping off of shells all the time yep um but just like really tough tight timing stuff or you know where it's like you have the like mario swimming in the water and like the you know it's like two squares wide <laughs> spikes on both ends and like you yep. better make sure you don't hit a exactly more times than you need or you're gonna or you're gonna die oh yeah 
Very cool, man. Is the so would you say you're nearing the end of Mario Wonder? Getting close? No, so I'm I'm in world two. Hmm. Um so and I think there are six worlds in this one. So pushing pushing a third of the way through. So you still have access to special world stages even from world two? So if you remember do you remember in Super Mario World, SNES Super Mario World, Star yeah. Road? Oh yeah, okay. Uh-huh. It works just like that. So you can uncover the platforms that take you up to the special area. Um, in there's one in each world. I gotcha. And it, it takes you there, and if you beat, if you can beat the level from that world that you're coming from, it opens the path into the central area. And you can't you can't access any of the other levels, so you can't access them from the the backside. You have to find them through the world that they're tied to. Um, but after you find each one and beat it, it it lets you in, and then you can use that to hop from world to world if you need to. So I guess that might be a way to like skip levels or something if you wanted to get out of world two, say, and go straight to three or something. Yeah, I don't know if it'll let you do that. I think you have to find the. I think you have to find the entrance to the special area from world three first. Oh, oh, interesting. So I guess it's yeah, a way you can only out get in. You can only three. get into it one way, right? But if you if you get into it and say, you know, you get into it from World Three and say, oh, I want to run back to World One, you can cut through and drop back down. Huh. Interesting. Weird. Weird. Because couldn't you use Star Road as like a warp effectively in Mario Super Mario in Super World, Mario right? World? You could. You could skip ahead. Yeah. You beat the levels yeah. and you can move down along the road and then like go into further. Huh. Right. So this one won't let you do it that way. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. But you're enjoying it, having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a lot of fun. Hopefully not too many hand murdering type levels like that. No. And I think, I think that's one of the things that it does well is that the levels along the main path, I don't think I have seen be higher than uh three star difficulty at worst so you could go through as as if it stays consistent to what it is now you could go through the whole game start to finish and not have to play a difficulty higher than three star okay cool bodes well for me and my poor platforming skills yeah all right man well that sounds awesome and I know you've been playing a little bit of the, all right, folks, we're going to do it. We're going to talk about, oh, you know what? Actually, I got it. Michael, if people want to send us emails about hey, there we go. Uh, Mario Wonder or Baldur's Gate 3 or f Thanksgiving stuff they got up to, where should they send that? They should send that to podcast at wewergamers.com. Uh, if you, you know what, if you know of somewhere or a good recipe for uh barbecued pulled lamb, let us know. Please send that if in. If you send Please. it, one of us, one of us will make it and we will report back on how it was. Please send that. I'm very curious. Uh, but yeah, you can also find us on, uh, Instagram, on Facebook. We were gamers on, on both of those places. Uh, you should go check out our YouTube uh, youtube.com slash at we were gamers Andy does uh, some great work putting together videos for us every week yeah folks can find that out there um, you know we were off for this past weekend but uh, we'll continue uh, the hits here uh, and in speaking of hits continuing uh, 
Michael, we played some COTC. I know there was a big update that came out. What have you gotten up to? Yeah, so the new story chapter came out uh, along with a very highly anticipated and a very highly not anticipated character coming together. Um, but yeah, I've, uh, I did my polls. I got, I got very lucky on the, the prim EX banner and managed to pull the, uh, the beloved, um, prim EX character herself, uh, in my first 10 poll. So got out like a bandit after having to go to pity for Renu in the last, the last big character banner. It was, uh, some truly amazing luck. What do you think about people talking about her like Lynette saying you really want to have the ultimate 10 stuff? I think that's like something to worry about or we should just like, yeah. No, I mean, so it's an interesting, it's a super interesting situation because everybody says, you know, talks about how amazing her, her skill kit is uh, and still is to this day in the Japanese game. But she's also a general pool unit which means that sooner or later you're going to pull, you know, another or multiple copies of her and and round her out. Or I suppose, you know, even if you never pull other copies of her, her awakening stones go to the exchange, right? And yes, just they will be in the exchange so you can just trade pull some one from there. Trade some useless scarecrow ones. <laughs> yep. So I, her I you have. her her U10 has a lot of utility in the uh charging of the special gauge um, right for all the other characters so from that standpoint i can see it being a big help to have a second casting of it and and especially you know one percent increase from 19 to 20 is not such a big deal right but being able to fill your alts 50 percent a second time is a is a big deal potentially right yes yeah for sure so very cool uh um have you tackled the new story chapter? Yeah, so I was just going to say I got into it a little bit. Um and it's it's another uh it's another unique dungeon this time. Yep. So the the design is very much like a uh you know what it it reminded me a little bit of the uh the Nameless Town Tower. Hmm. Where a there's bit. a central there's a central area and then you have warps to all the different the different sections of the tower. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see it. Yeah. It definitely has that feel. Yeah. And so you got to kind of work your way around through each one of the portals, but they introduced something new that I know that you were a fan of JJ. Mm -hmm. They started putting lore and backstories into the, the chapter. Yeah. So I really thought this was an interesting way for them to do the lore because some of the thing I like about this game is that you know you get these characters you've been following for now many chapters and you hear their stories ongoing and with these latest chapters having to do with uh with hell and you know characters going to you know the this other world and dealing with the dead and stuff it's been interesting to see them bring back characters that have died a long time ago and hear you know the the regrets of those characters or the things that they wish they had done different in life and stuff like that and the only unfortunate part is that you only really get this for the bad guys because these are the people you're fighting in <laughs> in hell. You're not, like, going to hell to fight the good guys that died. Although you do see right. some of them, right, in the last chapter. We kind of ran into some former heroes. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple of them. Um, but you don't really get a lot of time with those guys. And, you, you know, maybe you have heard about what a great hero they were or whatever, but you don't really, like, get any interiority of their thoughts. 
So it was interesting to see them like leave in a very optional, like you don't have to do this kind of way, like also in a like haphazard and <laughs> kind of random way, <laughs> like these books scattered around the dungeon that you could read and they were from different characters' perspectives to like see here's what they were thinking, here's what they were thinking about events of the past and, you know, what was going through their minds at those times. Right, yeah. Gave a nice little spin on like, oh, this is what they were thinking about, you know, during this time in this you know chapter when they were off camera or when I was doing this other thing, what they thought about that or whatever. Yeah, it's a nice way to it's a nice way to flesh out characters that you you don't that you don't really have a chance to know more about in a game that doesn't let you interact with NPCs, right? Right, because that's the other thing too, right? Like you would never be able to get any of this discussion. Like they have dialogue trees with these characters or anything, right? That's not like the kind of interactions you can have. So it's interesting to, you know, get that from them. And cool that they do it in a way that you don't have to sit and watch like an hour-long cutscene, which this game also has done in the past, which I did not appreciate, right? Yes, yeah, they've done a much better job as the game has gone on of, uh, shortening the length of time you have to go between times when you are in control. And, you know, the, the cutscenes that they have are good. You get the, like, cool boss fights. You get cool things that happen. And then the cool lore and the stuff that's interesting about the characters, you can go, you know, pick up on your own. So I thought that's interesting. I hope they do it in a little more organized way next time, maybe. But I, I enjoyed this, I thought. Yeah. It was or a lot of reading, us, though. Give us a, Give us a section of the menu where we can go back and read the lore entries. Yeah, actually, that would be nice. Collect them and have like a little like lore book that you could go through later. Yeah. I would appreciate that. Uh, I did also eventually get uh, Prim EX on my polls. Not so luckily as you. Uh, I think it only took me uh, like 2,000 or something uh, stones to get there. But it was a, uh, you know, now dealing with leveling her and, and getting her back onto the team and stuff. No, no awakenings or anything like that. Yeah, same. Um, so you know, we'll we'll see where it goes. I'm very curious. Uh, again, after the end of this, uh, after the end of this story chapter, I very much felt like, oh man, I want more. But I'll have to gotta wait, man. Ah, stay tuned next month. Yeah. Well, uh, one more time for folks that didn't catch it before. This is We Were Gamers. We are on the internet at We Were Gamers on social media. Check us out on all those places. YouTube.com slash at We Were Gamers. Um, and that was a good one. And we'll see you all next week. Yeah. <laughs>